Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the classic V for Vendetta uh, graphic novel by Alan Moore and David Lloyd. Um, yes. <laughs> I, thought you, I, thought you were, I thought you were about to do a... Remember, remember. That, I, I saw the quote coming from your lips. Let's get this thing going off the road. What's going on, guys? This is Ron. And this is Hyde. And I'm Michael, and we're going to talk about the graphic novel that really put Alan Moore on the map. Uh, Who? Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. Some some dude. Some magician. Some wizard. Some dude. Dumbledore's brother? Yeah, right. He does look a lot like... He doesn't look like that guy until that guy has a beard. Yeah. Then he does look a lot like Alan Moore. Um, but anyway, um, we're going to talk about the classic 1982... V for Vendetta graphic novel by Alan Moore um, with art by David Lloyd. Um, this book originally appeared in Warrior Magazine um, as like a serialized thing. Warrior, Warrior Comics. It was like a it was an antho- uh, anthological type of it, thing. It was the British, I guess, subsidiary company for Marvel at right. the time. Um, and so... They were the same company that was kind of helping push out 2000 AD and do Dread. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And actually, while we're on the topic of Warrior, something that I'd like to mention, too, is that... Um, just recently. Just recently, actually. Yeah. October 22nd, uh, word had broke out on the internet that famed comic book artist and co-creator of Preacher, Steve Dillon, actually had passed away. Um, yeah, he was one of the main artists on uh, Warrior as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he actually started Dave, at Lloyd. Warrior um, at the age of 16 doing yeah, one of the 16. one yeah. of the Hulk. Wow, what? Weekly. Really? 16? Yep, 16. Good old UK. Um, <laughs> get he, away with that over there. Yeah, for sure. He would end up going off to work on some Nick Fury strips later on for right. Warrior as well. And then when he came over here, he helped... To Garth Ennis's run of Hellblazer, which mm-hmm. then collaborated with them to do Preacher, and then he's unfortunately I mean, classic and cla- you know classics among classics among yeah, and unfortunately now I don't think we'll actually see an end to uh, his Punisher to his run Punisher, yeah. that he man. he did just put out. So that sucks, man. Um, it's, it is. It's always it's it's. I mean, the last really big one was a uh, Darwin Cook, right? Darwin I mean, Cook that's Darwin. just yeah, man. It's all it's always it's always sad when someone who is so you know beloved in the medium. You know, passes away. It's sad when anybody passes away, yeah. obviously. But you know, because 2016 sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, it's just it sucks, man. Steve Dillon was a was a big deal. Um, it was one of the, he's one of the artists that nobody ever is like. Yeah, I don't really like it. Yeah. I mean, there's like I really like uh, Ribic, but you know, he's not for everybody. Right. For you sure. Know, Ron yeah. really likes Scotty Young. I do too. But Ron really likes Scotty Young a lot. But Dillon again, likes Babs Tar. Yeah. yeah. Not for yeah. everybody. Right. But there's nobody that or says anyone if it's Babs Tar. <laughs> well, yeah. Unless you're Dylan, yeah. uh, nobody looks at Steve Dylan's art and says, "Nah, it's not for me." He's universally accepted as as fantastic, um, which it's really a shame to hear that, you know. Um, and he worked on Warrior uh, with uh, Alan Moore and yeah. David Lloyd, um, so you know, we're, we're uh, thoughts are with the Dylan family, obviously. For sure. So, um, and if you want to honor him, come in and take a look at Preacher. It's it's Punisher, pun- yeah, Punisher. anything, anything, yeah, like. Go go back and take a look. Hopefully, you pick some of that stuff up during during the sale. The sale obviously, sale. yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Picked it up. Hopefully, um, but either way, um, it's it's that's really a shame. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna move forward. Um, Warrior Comics was that you know anthology magazine that they that they all worked on, um, and I also also Alan Moore did Miracle Man, well Marvel Man as it was Marvel called Man. then inside yeah. that magazine too. So you know NV. 
and it's it V for Vendetta is a really kind of interesting story in that it there weren't at the time a ton of comics that were adult and not meaning adult like sex and violence adult meaning thematically like uh, sure. comics that you know are just dealing with adult topics and there's nobody with a cape and right. well V does kind of have wear a cape but that is well, not, not not like Superman wears a cape right but um, not flashy yeah no not, not a non-flashy but this art is just really different um, it is David Lloyd's art is really different I in really, the shadows yeah I really yeah. like it um, and originally it was in black and white yes that's cool um, and which they ended up recoloring it when they reprinted it over here uh, for Vertigo. Oh, so Alan didn't take his name off when they no, re- no, because David Lloyd, uh, David Lloyd wanted to do it. So, okay. I, and whenever Alan Moore, uh, well, whenever okay. he talks about stuff like this, um, he always refers to it as when we did this. It's he never, never is fully taking credit for it. No, but um, yeah, when they when they published it originally, it was in black and white, but then they wanted to try it in color. So no, it, sure. it, that was a, it was a creative thing. I wanted to try it, um, and. One of the things when you hear him talk about it, and you go look back at the original art, um, it's it's kind of a uh, an interesting thing the way they did it, the, the the way they did the art is that the characters uh, were very stark in that they the characters never had any outlines around them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was the only way you knew they were a character there was by how black and white the black the background was. Gotcha. He said that the the depth the depth and gray comes from the dialogue yeah. not from the art gotcha. which is just kind of a, a, an interesting way you don't you, you don't pick that up on the first read you know right, what i mean right, but, right. but you know it's it's kind of funny cuz when you look at just kind of the overall tone of the book you definitely get a very orwellian well feel to it for sure and i believe if i remember correctly when they were doing kind of plot synopsis for v at the time, he was like, oh, I want to do more 1984 kind of feel, George Orwell. Correct. Well, it's what it was is it was a big response to Margaret Thatcher being in uh, Margaret Thatcher. It was in, I think, the first or second year of her, uh, you know, uh, in England. And she was very conservative. And a lot of people called her a fascist. Yeah. I, uh, that was a big thing. And so... That is sort of where this comes from. Is that it's a knee deep in Thatcherism, uh, like taken to an extreme degree. Yeah. you know, much um, like Orwellianism is. Co- correct, correct. Um, and so Alan Moore, his idea for the story, not the design of the character, because the design of the character was David Lloyd. Um, but Alan Moore was was saying um, the diametric op- extreme opposite of of uh, fa- uh, fascism is anarchy. Which Elmore is a, is a self-professed anarchist, uh, and which is weird. I, I, an, anarchy is just such a weird ideology to me as as a as a whole. Um, but anyway, it's, it's something for, for well, sure. Um, v in V V has the best argument for it that I've ever heard, other than because everybody you meet that's that is an anarchist is like they shop at Hot Topic and like freaking anarchy, man. Right. You know, no cops. Blah. I believe sucks. we know someone like that that works at, in Austin. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, a little inside joke there. But um, yeah. So, but V says uh, anarchy doesn't mean uh, no order. It means no leaders. Right. It means that you know we all lead ourselves. But realistically, how does that work? That's not, I mean, that's never going to work. Well, I mean, not unless you try, but um, 
as a book, uh, it is one of the most classic pieces of comic literature. It's it's fantastic. Um, do you want you want to run down the story a little bit, Hyde? So I'm not just okay. No, please, I can do it. Please, cool. because this I, is yeah. This is yeah. I, I like as much as I like V. I don't think I can ever really portray it as well because there are still some things that when I especially going back and rereading it. I think that's kind of when I really noticed the Orwellian feel to oh, it. Oh, for sure. Because um, I hadn't read it in a long time. Yeah. and Until we, we were going to do this podcast. So so it, it's kind of, I think for me, you've read it a couple more times yeah. than I have. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, you sure. probably get a couple more of the plot points. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'll, 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 I'll do it in a little bit of a contrast to the movie. Okay. Um, so the movie came out. Um, that was my introduction to V, is that I had never really? read it. Yeah, I'd never read it. Okay. Um, I, the movie came out, and I didn't like it. The movie. Okay. I did not like the movie. I like it now. Um, but uh, the reason I didn't like the movie, it was written by the Wachowskis. Um, uh, For they, those of you that don't know, those are the directors of The Matrix and Cloud yeah. Atlas. Uh, yes, and Speed Racer. <laughs> what? They did do Speed Racer. They did do Speed, did Racer. Do Speed Racer. Well, <laughs> but it's okay. like Spider-Man 3 and Wolverine Origins. That just they just don't exist. exist. Yes, they did. Uh, Andy and Lana did those movies as well. Um, and Jupiter Rising? Jupiter's Ascending. Said, whatever. Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Jupiter's going up somewhere. Um, but anyway, um, they wrote it, and I forget who directed it, Tim something. Um, but either way, it had come out recently after the Matrix okay. uh, trilogy. And I really hated that, that last Matrix movie. I felt it was too wordy and pretentious. For and sure. Like trying really hard to be smart. Right. That's what I really hate. I hate it when things well, are trying hard. That's to all of their movies. I know. I don't really <laughs> like all their movies. I mean, it's like I was really excited because I liked Cloud Atlas. As Cloud a Atlas is good. But I hated the movie because there's no way you could have done that book justice in a movie. I've never read the book. I need to read it. It's such a great book. Uh, yeah. We, we can talk about that. And we, I, I wouldn't mind doing a, an episode on that because um, I need to read that book. But um, no, I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the Wachowskis. I mean, they definitely have a really what what I can say positive about them is that they have a very concrete vision of what they want to do. They they know where they're at. They know their strengths in terms of visual storytelling. They're great visually, um, but for me, they get too heavy-handed with the smart quote-unquote dialogue, which really gets under my skin when someone is trying to show you how smart they are. It's like in the movie, what really annoyed me was how eloquent everybody was. Like, in the book, V is yeah, eloquent. Yeah, you do, you do notice that, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, in the book, V is eloquent, but they explain that because of the drug that they administered to him, it made him schizophrenic. So that sort of Got gives you. him another uh, personality. But anyway, um, so there's... If you haven't read the book or seen the movie recently, you might think that it is the most accurate... Alan Moore interpretation. Uh, it, th- it is, it's it's the it is the most is the closest one. I think it is. I think it is the closest one. Um, however, you know, and you might hate me for this. Go ahead. But I don't think it's the most fun one. Uh, most fun in terms of visually, it's great. You Storytelling, mean, it's great. You mean the most fun book or the most fun movie? Most fun movie. Okay. When it comes to adaptations from Alan Moore. Sure, sure, sure. Because you know, well, I mean, the one the one that I think is fun is still it, a horrible, horrible movie. League, but the book is so much worse. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I completely agree with you. Like, League is so boring. I can't read League. 
I I, I want to like League so bad because it sounds it sounds so great. It's the expendables of classic literature. It is. It, League is great. Have you you've seen? I, I started reading League. Okay, uh, League's, way back when. League is fine, but there's just so much of it. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not it, like it's, it's not like V where Which you just is, pick this book up and right. you're good or Watchmen. Well, well, you can now. Because they did something with League. Oh, they do, did they do Dragon Ball Kai? They, they sort did, of like they did two compendiums. I'm, I'm surprised you knew that. They did yeah. do. Well, they edited out all the junk that nobody cares about. No, it's, it's still all there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's just, all that stuff with Mr. Hyde and the two, Invisible Man. It's two is also Walking Dead compendiums, basically. Uh, yeah. So that's. I mean, that is that's unnecessary. It's not, not terrible. Well, and that, that's what really bugs me. That really bugs me about Alan Moore retiring is that he's like, well, I've got all right, one more League story. I'm like, <laughs> maybe it'll be good. I'm, I'm not gonna read it because I have. Oh. I'm not caught up. Like well, who cares? I, I've read volume one and two. Read, just yeah, read about as far just as I read got the to. last one. I, I could, but anyway. Um, so uh, V for Vendetta, the story. We <laughs> get super tangent. Uh, the story for V for Vendetta is there is a terrorist revolutionary uh, and a Guy Fox mask. Uh, Guy Fox is uh, a historical figure in England in the 1600s. There was this. Uh, there's a rhyme about it that they say in the movie. It's a what? Remember, remember the fifth of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. Something, something, something. Never be forgot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny too because when they were coming up with the costume design for V, it actually is a mixture of characters. Yes, he. They wanted kind of like a Judge Dread character mm-hmm. mixed with a Night Raven, which was a Marvel UK character that right. kind of had that same, like. I'm going to show you what's wrong with the government kind of vibe right. and wore a mask similar to to that. Um, and the um, they Alan Moore talks about in an interview about how they came to the Guy Fox mask, which um, they, they they were trying. They had the story for a while, but they just they didn't have a good character design. They're like, oh, what do we make this guy look like that is going to not be stupid? Yeah. Or, you know, forgettable. You know, or just look like the everyman. And then, after many things, David Lloyd says, how about a Guy Fox mask? mask? And Alan Moore like, thought it was funny. They're like, well, no, wait, that's that's really good. Let's do that. Yeah. Because it represents, because uh, Guy Fox, uh, he tried to blow up uh, Parliament. Parliament, yeah. Parliament with a bunch of gunpowder, which is what V does wow. in the book. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it fits. I mean, he's... A, he's I can't say a revolutionary. No, he's a, but he was. I mean, no, he's hardly a. Revolu- he got caught and yeah, killed. He, he got killed. Caught, well, got I mean, caught, killed, drawn and quartered. I mean, at least a martyr. To yeah, say the he, least. yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, he he basically back in those in the 1600s, you could just rent the you could rent the uh, spaces underground underneath buildings. Yeah. And, oh wow. And because this seems so crazy now, you could rent the building the 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 area underneath Parliament. Oh, yeah. And that's what he did. And they and he and a bunch of other people, they put like 30 barrels of gunpowder underneath Parliament and were going to blow it up. But they were worried that one of their friends who was in Parliament would be would. there and get killed. So they sent him a letter and then they gave Obviously. it to King George. Yeah. Uh, right. Or King James. King James. King James. King, King, James. Uh, King gave it to King James and then there you, know, there, there, you go. there you go. He got busted. And when he got caught, the name, the phony name he gave was John Johnson. Yep. That's a... There you go. So we know who to look out for. Yeah, we know. We, know. <laughs> we, we have a customer. No, we have a, uh, box Sorry, over. John. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we know who he really is. Yeah. But anyway, um, so um, V's modus operandi... Well, there was a nuclear war in the book. There's a nuclear war, and it's sort of... Uh, it's, 
the people elect a xenophobic uh, fascist government. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, so and they they elect a fascist government that you know uh, they're rounding up um, gay people, black people, um, I, I, any, anybody, huh. anyone of color. Was, right. Yeah. 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 So you know nothing great, but um, so and V is an anarchist and wants to topple it and the. It's it's very different book to movie. A lot of the ideas are the same, but when the Wachowskis wrote it, um, okay, when when you read this at the time when it came out, when V came out, it was very clearly Margaret Thatcherism. It yeah. was very stuff, and now it sort of reads as a broad anti-fascist government statement. Right. But when you but <laughs> the Wachowskis, there they made their movie very clearly about the Patriot about, Act and the Bush administration. Right. It, yeah, like yeah, yeah. there was when. Between the movie and the book, I think there was it lost its ambiance. It did. It 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 was a lot like Watchmen that it got all, a lot of the story points right. Like but at, a, the, at the same time too, it was but also the, wrong. Yeah, at the same time, it was like instead of it being this broad spectrum thing, or even just based on Thatcherism, it. F- and I think I, it bugs me whenever it's written. Something's written like that. Is that when they ham fist their own political yes. agendas. I'm I'm all for a good political agenda, but in, in a I'm 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 good. I'm all for a political message in a book. But just just don't hit me over the head with it. Yeah. For sure. I like, mean, don't make it make don't it so bash that, my brains in with a bat. Right. No, don't don't <laughs> negan this. Don't negan this. Oh boy. Uh, put it put it so that I come to that conclusion. I can make that conclusion myself. Right. Don't tell me how to think. Right, right. Uh, and the, and V does definitely in the book does not tell you how to think. Because V kills people that are good and bad, and you don't completely agree with the way he's operating in the book. Um, sure. But I don't think you really understand how he's operating. Until no, you the don't. End. Yeah, you don't. Until the end of the book, you really don't know how and he's operating. And what is so much better in the book than the movie is, in the movie, the government is a cartoon. They are. They are the the evil Gestapo. Yeah. They're you know they're Got they have it. zero personality other than wow we're bad we're gonna get them we're gonna you think know. of it like a New York Times political cartoon and that's kind of what they were yeah and for no good reason they changed the leader's last name uh, from yeah. uh, from uh, Adam Susan to yeah. Adam Sultan or yeah. uh, S- Sutton was, Sutton Sutton I think, I think it was, it was Sultan there's something like that it's yeah. it's like Salter Sul- something like that but it's not Susan for some reason. I, I, Changes like that just bug me. It's like in uh, it's like in eleven twenty six twenty two sixty three where they change the name he uses when he goes back in time. Like, well, why would you do that? Right. Well, yeah. That, that yeah. bothers that you're just going to bother That's people. That's why who I don't watch the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's literally no reason to change it. But in the in the book, it treats it like Alan Moore says in, in an interview. He talks about Nazis weren't just the leaders. Nazis were your butcher. Nazis were yeah. your bus driver. They were the tra- they were the trash man. You know. It, they were people you'd walk by every day. They're people you know. They're people you know and talk with, and you just wouldn't know. And they're just regular people and probably mostly not that bad of people with but with horrible political ideology. It's just, you know, <laughs> no, party pride. Part, part, party pride. That's all I was going to say. I don't know how I, I, I felt. I felt this. I felt a... I felt it coming. He so was like, I was gonna, oh, this isn't good. No, no, <laughs> I thought we were going to have another Family Guy Stop moment it. here <laughs> from last week. Um, it was a Family Guy reference. Yeah, I, I, just, know. I don't believe it. 
Um, I'll watch the show. I don't believe it. She was, she's the main. <laughs> I know. No, I'm no, no. <laughs> but um, is, that a, is that a quote? Did she yeah, say the, that? Yeah. Did okay. She? I figured. No, Mr. Superman. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Um, but so um, the, the fascist government in the novel is very they're human um when he goes to he goes to kill this woman so, oh yeah so the story of v is imprisoned because we don't know why but they they are rounding people up so we can assume he's you have to assume he's one of, he, he is he is he's jewish yeah. or homosexual because he's or i mean or he could be black i guess you never see him without the mask on adam sutler Su- sutler thank you except for the fact that it's played by hugo weaving well, I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about it in the book. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, um, in who was the, also in the Matrix? He was in the Matrix, and uh, yeah, he was. They like Hugo Weaving. Yeah. I, I like Hugo Weaving. He's great. Oh no, he's he's awesome. Um, but uh, the, the, there's a there's a crazy Mr. Smith theory for the Matrix. I'm sure you guys have read. Let me show you that off air about how I kind of feel like Ron tagged me in it once, and I didn't pay attention yeah. to it. I, I go through a couple of them every every so often so I'm, yeah, yeah. And anyway um I'm always down for a good uh fan theory oh, about, fan about theories movies. are awesome but yeah. um anyway so uh he is rounded up and is experimented on and given batch five which is this drug which there's a lot of V ref- five and V references in the book all throughout every title every episode title is a V word and um, and why is that Ron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, well, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. He was in Room 5, which is Roman numeral V. Um, the all, the other annoying thing in the movie is that he gives that big speech that everybody remembers where he just says V words over and over again. Yeah. It does not happen in the book. He doesn't doesn't no. do that. It's, there's no rhyming scene. V's not crazy like that. He's crazy in a different well, way. Um, but in the movie, they make him way more human. Um, but um, I don't know, man. So yeah, he's in, he's imprisoned. Uh, he blows up the facility uh, because he he takes on gardening duties and cleaning duties, and he stores over the years enough chemicals to make napalm. Sets the building on fire, escapes, and then goes to you know exact revenge on the people who imprisoned him. And when he goes to go kill, I don't remember her name, but there's a female doctor who was there. She is completely normal when you meet her. You don't know she's a horrible yeah. fascist. Um, and she she knows she's going to die when when he shows up and she apologizes and you can tell it's not from a place of fear and she's like i'm i you know i don't it's, i don't it's I don't. a place of like i was just following my political yeah, ideology exactly i had to do it i'm really sorry are you going to kill me and he goes i killed you 10 minutes ago dr sir yeah, yeah. dr sir thank you it's like i killed you 10 minutes ago when he poisoned her and then which this part is not in the movie um, and oh, you can also assume that he's horribly burned and scarred because yeah. of the fire. The part is not in the movie. Um, he never takes his mask off in the movie, ever, ever, ever. Because um, that was a, that was another thing that they they pulled a lot from too. Is that I know Alan Moore doesn't like Batman, right? But that was kind of one of his old things. Is like, well, Batman's on this war against crime, war against corruption, and war against these things. And then I think they pulled a little bit of his kind of like mystery if I remember correctly and reading a couple interviews doing a little bit of research more on, on V as an overall that he has a very like phantom vibe too from Phantom of the Opera yeah for sure um, um, yeah no you're, you're definitely right um, but the part 
that I really wish was in the book, I mean, that was in the movie, that is in the book that is not in the movie, is the part when he kills the woman and he says, I've already killed you. And she says, can I see your face? And you don't see, you don't see his side of it, but uh, he, take, he takes his mask off and uh, she starts crying and says it's beautiful and then she dies. Huh. It's so good. Like, it's such a, it's, man, I, there's, there's just, that's my favorite moment in the book. Um, there's just so many things that you miss out on the movie. And I think the reason why a lot of people didn't like the movie, although it is the most popular by far of his adaptations. Really? Or clo- that or Watchmen. That it's, or Watchmen, it, I would have, yeah. It's close. Um, but um, V is usually seen as the most faithful, while I feel like it's not. I think if you look at V under the uh, idea that it is inspired by the graphic novel and not an adaptation of it, gotcha. then you can completely enjoy it. For sure. It's, yeah. Which is much like I think is going to happen with Dark Tower. I think Dark Tower is going to be inspired by right. and not an adaptation of. So I need to turn my brain into that mode for sure. rather than yeah. expect Roland to be, to be right. exactly like I... Or, or to be... My favorite character isn't even in it. <laughs> like, he, that's really That really <laughs> bugs me, Ron. Like... The the whole point of the second book is he g- sort of gets his party together and one he has you know three people in his group and only one of them's in the movie. That, <laughs> it's like yeah, well, what is going on here? I don't understand. Super different. Yeah. But anyway, um, so there's a, just a lot of differences. There's characters that aren't around um, in in the movie, but I guess I understand they don't all have to right, be there. You but, don't all, yeah. but they they really they really change the way the leader works. Uh, uh, Adam Susan, he. In the in the in the movie, he is a totalitarian Hitler. Yeah, they you know, were saying he's supposed to be Stalin. more. He's, he's a total Hitler-Stalin Hitler. type. Yeah, and yeah. and you only see him. You pretty much only see him on screens the whole time. Like yeah, he's always on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but in in the book, he is a regular-ish guy um, who. Has this also weird love affection with his computer the, named Fate? Right, yeah. the computer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in the book, he like he kisses it and he's really into it. And his death is completely different uh, in the in the book. In the book, he's killed by a, a woman who, through various things, isn't even in the movie. She's killed by a woman that isn't in the movie, and I don't remember her name. I think it starts with an R. But she uh, she ends up shooting him, and then we don't know what happens to her. Um, but she is screwed over multiple times by his, uh, you know, <laughs> fascist leanings and and things. But anyway, um, so Hyde, with the first time, when did you read V? When because I first read V. Um, man, it was it was kind of weird because. It's, this is going to sound completely weird. Okay. I was in the seventh grade. <laughs> this would be over seventh grader's head. This it, it really would, but... I would assume. I was... My English teacher at the time... Obviously, I was reading comic books, too. But my English teacher at the time thought that I had a reading comprehension level high enough to okay. understand it. Under, okay, I got you. And he actually gave me his own personal copy. Really? To read. That's super cool. That's awesome. Um, and I had to do a book report on it. Of, well, of right. course. And it was kind of funny because at the same time, everyone was reading 1984. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're reading V. So, yeah, I'm reading V and everyone's reading 1984. And I think it was to do a compare and contrast 
lesson, okay. if I remember correctly. I mean, man, you're asking me to recall way back. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, way back to 10 years you're ago right, when you were in seventh yeah. grade. I'm, <sighs> I'm old. You're a child. That's, a, that's, that's the joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm 80. You're 15. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but did, did you like it? At the as, time, at, at, at seventh grade, you know, if if I have to really date myself on when seventh grade was, I remember watching Obama's inauguration for the first time of his presidency. Okay. Huh. Um. At the time, I thought I was more or less like V. Okay. Being very anti-establishment. Establishment. Very like down with tyrannical governments and order and chaos and I think I w- that is an easy thing a, a leap to make for a young person yeah for and, sure and I think kind of growing up again and reading it through and sitting down I see points that are made throughout the book that make more sense in terms of today's society versus back then when I think I kind of see more of a resemblance, not necessarily with V, but kind of as with the everyday person that you experience throughout the book, the, the bus driver, the doctor. For sure. Um, and I just kind of find it funny how V as itself has become such a face of... Anonymous. Anonymous. anonymous and yeah. Occupy. And yeah. it's kind of funny because I don't know... Entirely, if they understand, um, you know, I, they I think that Anon- anonymous does for sure. Anonymous, so? anonymous. Well, because <sighs> when you put obey and you put that mask on it, it's that's I think completely defeating the purpose. I, well, yeah, <laughs> it's it's Alan Moore talks about it, and it's 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 funny. There's there's a really good twenty two minute interview that he was on some show called Hard Talk, and that's my whenever I want to show anybody an Alan Moore interview, that's the one I show. Um, he talks about it and. The guy asked him the question, how do you feel about Occupy and Anonymous using this mask? And he says, I, he says, does it, does it bother you that you're not making any money off these mask sales? He goes, well, no, not at all. I actually find it hilarious that uh, Time Warner, who owns it ultimately, is funding a revolution. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, well, actually, at this point, it'd be AT&T. But. Right. Well, I mean, how far, how far up do you want to go, yeah. you know? And, and and his point is that I mean and that speaks to the point of V and that it's um, the the big another big difference on in the end of the book aside from like how V is killed and things like that um, that that all happens in a different way um, it's very Hollywood in the movie the way he's killed like the detective the detective uh, the detective in the book kills him but in the movie like he's with Evie right. and she's like you can yeah. either you have to make this Sophie's choice of do you save this guy yeah. or do you do this thing? It's like, okay. But, and see, what I liked about the book's death compared to his is I feel like there was room for there for like a mantle pickup kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happened in the in the movie too. I didn't feel that way. But not, not nearly like it did in the book. In the book, V is killed. Uh, v is killed by the detective, by Finch. Because um, Finch... This also is, also is not in the movie. Finch, in order to find V, he goes to Lark Hill, where the where V was held and all the experiments were, uh-huh. and takes LSD. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you know why not? Why not? Yeah. To well, I mean, to induce induce a psychosis. Yeah, he was trying to get right. He wants get to get to it, get into his level, yeah. and that works, and he's able to find it. He finds V. Okay. And he shoots him. Huh. They they have a scuffle, and he shoots him. Right. V does not die. Makes it back to Evie to die in her arms and say he, the line he says is so good. But in the movie, it's really different because. Yeah, I remember the movie. I yeah. remember the he fights like six dudes with knives. Again, it's like Watchmen. Like yeah. there's there's not really all that much fighting in V. Like they're flying through walls and yeah, because yeah, and it, V gets shot like a hundred times and you did, know all this stuff. If I remember correctly, they hurt the people sing too, right? Of course they did. You know, it's just it's just completely ridiculous. And they were they were all standing on top of the wall, the barricades made of freedom. <laughs> the barricades, barricades made of freedom. Made of freedom. <laughs> But um, I'm trying to find the exact line, but it doesn't matter. Um, the line is, V is being held by Evie, who's also extremely different in the book. Uh, she's 16 in the book. In the right. She's a 16-year-old streetwalker in the book. Yeah. In the who's movie. rescued by V. And in the movie, she's kind of, like, kidnapped a little bit. Is she, I mean, it's weird because it's... She's kind, of, she's kind of, like, kidnapped and then, like, comes around. Yeah. But in this, in the book, she's, like, totally, like, sheltered and saved by V. Um, but V says, "You need to find out the face behind my behind the mask, but you must never look upon my face." Which he what he means is, you need to find out what I am, and then put the mask on for yourself. Right. Yeah, and that's what she does. And so at the end of the book ish, she sends V's body off into this happens in the in the movie. puts him in the he he says he wants a Viking funeral. And she knows what that means. Put him in the, the subway car, load it up with explosives, yep. and it's going to blow up uh, Parliament. Not Parliament. Uh, I forget what it is in the book. But it's going to blow up a building. Yeah. Uh, the Prime Minister's house. Prime Minister. 10 Downing Street. Yeah. Um, and then she does that and goes off to give a speech on a rooftop to a crowd of people. Um, and in the movie, everyone also has the Guy Fox masks on and the robes. And it's yeah, very it's very that. patriotic in the movie, which is weird. And it's also very like I am Spartacus kind it, of thing. It is very I am Spartacus. And I think that that kind of bugged me about the movie too, because that's not in the book at all. It's not not only is it not in the book, but it's not it's not a subtle thing. Like anyone could have been V. No, because um, no, not at all. V V imparts the idea. He is not trying to make everybody him. No, right. he wants to change it as an. An individual can change the world. Yeah. is is his idea, and so that's why he he tell and he gives it to Evie, and then at the end Evie gets this guy named Dominic to come with her and presumably to be the V when she takes over. Yeah, right. Um, and then it's just it's a completely different experience. It's a completely different experience, um, book and movie. You know, it's um, I've subsequently learned to like the movie. Um, because it's an enjoyable movie. It's it's very similar in plot, but it's just you just miss out on. I feel like I'm gonna have to go back and read. Yeah, it's real it. different because the Wachowskis make it more than anarchism and fascism. It makes it neo-American conservatism yeah. and American liberalism. Yeah. So it's not nearly as as a huge of a disparity as. Um, Fascism anarchy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a big disparity in a little bit. But I don't know. It's it's just completely different, and it's too heavy-handed with the with the with the anti-Bush message. Well, Which, I mean, whether while you m probably agree with it, it is it's far too heavy-handed. I mean, it was it was kind of the same thing with um, the Dark Knight. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. I don't think the dark. I see, I see your point. I do. I, do, I see it. Because that with the whole sonar stuff and using right. everyone's phone to track everyone and it yeah it was like we're using this for the greater good kind of thing but right we're still using it without people's knowledge right sure sure so i it's kind of things like that but that was kind of subtle and you understood why it was being done i think in v you just kind of they wrote it as an angry thing like hey no this isn't wrong but they didn't really specify like this is wrong for this reason or this is wrong or right for this, this is reason. right for the reason i think what i liked about v and what i liked about when and it comes in town with what makes a good villain is it's always right. the villains that think they're trying to save the world save yeah uh, I mean, you look at Lex, you look at Sinestro, General Zod. Yeah, vil- villains, good villains know they're they're doing the right thing to them. Yeah, they're not they're not doing like bad just to be bad. They're doing this to and like I think in in term, I mean that's what makes some of history's greatest villains too. You look at and I'm, this is gonna sound weird, but you look at like Hitler. Okay. Hitler was is like the bad of the bad. Of course, he's like, he's the he's the the joke that everybody gets compared to. Like, well, this guy is this Trump's basically Hitler. Yeah, or everybody is basically have, Hitler. You have to think about it. What he did, he did because he thought he was doing good of for course, Germany. Of course, he did. So that's that. That's it's what, a terrifying sense that, and that's what makes the the villain the villain more interesting. Exactly. Um, and in the book, um, in the movie, excuse me, V is most certainly the hero. Yeah. Um, and in the it's book, he is not necessarily a hero. No, he's... He's a terrorist. Yeah. Um, they say he's a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, no, in the movie, he Lesson was a number one. Sure. He's, def- he's definitely the hero. Um, like, he's he's real human. He cooks Evie breakfast and, like... Um, but, like, I think in in the book, I don't think they've ever actually explicitly done it. But, like, I don't see him as the person to cook breakfast. I was like, <laughs> nope, here's a can of Spam. Yeah. Eat it. It's like Rorschach. Yeah. <laughs> do, you need, do you want me to warm those beans up for you? No. Cold's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's completely um, – they, they way uh, – they, he, they go – They overhumanized him. him. They overhumanized him in the movie. Um, it, but that is, to, again, to say, like what I said earlier, if you look at the book, if you look at the movie as inspired by the book, then you can enjoy it. Okay. If you're wanting an adaptation, you're not going to like it. So let me ask you guys this. I have not read the book. Correct. If, would I like the book more than the movie? It depends on how open you are to it being really different. Yeah. Um, because it's not as exciting as the movie. Well, is it like... Like, it's not as... Action, the movie, there's a lot of action in the movie. So it's not like Watchmen, you watch Watchmen, and it, it, it adds... You watch Watchmen first. If you read the book later, it adds on to the... It's No, I, no, think, it, I think there's enough that's different I think it's, between the two. I think it is more different than... It's it's more it's more more different than Watchmen is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got like, you. I got you. It's more different than Watchmen is. Yeah, no, I got you. It's uh, but while giving the, the illusion of sameness, got you. Like you will have people tell you that it is, it is a face, it is a faithful adaptation, and it is definitely not. No. Okay, um, but it is fantastic. I mean, it's like saying Civil War is a faithful adaptation of the comic. It's well, just, we know that's not true, I, right? And that doesn't mean Civil War is a bad movie. No, no it, it doesn't. Sure. It's not. It's a it's a good movie. It's inspired by. Yeah. It is certainly not an adaptation, and it has of, the title, but that's yeah, right. exactly. No, 
Um, I think, yeah, it, it's it, Civil War, that's a good analogy, is that it's it's kind of like Civil War. Civil War is good, it has its merits, but it is... It's not the book. It is not the book. Okay. And that's not saying it's better or worse, but I think, on my opinion, obviously the book is going to be better. I think the book's a lot better. I think if you have to look at it, they're two separate entities to me. For sure. And in, in, in the movie, for not Civil War, but in V, <laughs> v they took out the whole uh, like racial purity thing <laughs> that the, that fascism does in this, which I guess is not as palatable, obviously. But but I, um, Alan Moore, Alan Moore was talking about in an interview because he's never seen the movie, but he, they they sent him the script. Yeah, and, and he he read the script. he read the script, and they asked him for help, and he says, "No, I can't help you fix this trash." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a it's rubbish. I can't help you with this. This is this is not what I wrote. But you know, it's. It's kind of funny, but I, I do have a question for you sure. more specifically. Being the Elmore expert, I'm guessing? Yeah, go ahead. Well, <laughs> more or less just in terms of since you've read the book and you've... I re- and yeah, you've I, read it, I read it like yesterday. Um, but so Warner Brothers has new plans. I don't know if you've read those. Oh, okay. But obviously Watchmen was on the list to do... For TV. For a TV adaptation. Well, HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, v is on that list as well to kind of bring back a TV v series. into the fold. You think as a TV it would, series? As a TV series. Do you think it worked better as a TV series than as a movie, especially on HBO? Man, V is a TV series. I think you're going to – I think I think it would be better as a miniseries. I think if you, if you do it in a season format – it's gonna get old. But how I, many times? How many like buildings a, is gonna a blow up? I could see a miniseries. Totally. Okay. Uh, as a as a, uh, I think it'd be better that way. You get you can eight, have eight part, eight part, eight part mini. You get you get all the you get all the characters in there. Um, that you would can, be that'd be pretty good. You could be more faithful to it. Um, you could even do a three part, a three part, three hours each because the book is three parts. Uh, so I mean, you could do three or four parts, do each each book, each V book, you know. Um, man, I I would watch it, of course. Like I'm yeah. like I'm gonna watch the Watchmen TV series, Whenever even that though happens right. Even though I am, you know, in theory, I'm opposed to the idea of it. Uh, Watchmen specifically, V, I'm more okay with, I guess. But but I think if if both of them are as true as they say yes. to be as true yes. to the original if, material. If, if the attempt is to adapt it and not do an interpretation of it, I'm totally on board. Because I think, I think that's what John said, is they want to do a complete, faithful adaptation of these things at this point. That sounds good to me. I'd like yeah, them to do from, cool. from Hell also instead uh, of that, that movie. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> that, that, can be, that can be its own television series in its own. Yeah. I mean, it'd have to be on HBO, though. Yeah. But... That that w- that's the worst Alan Moore movie by far is from Hell. Well, no, no, League League is, League is, League is the worst. I think League is by far, the which is the only movie that has his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the no, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the only one that has his name on it. It was the, the first, first one, one right? and then yeah. he's like, never again. Yeah, 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 yeah never again. That. And to his point, he was he was right. It was pretty bad. I like I enjoy that movie. I bought it for two dollars on Blu-ray, and you almost overpaid. And I almost over, <laughs> yeah, I almost overpaid. Any anything higher would have been a train wreck. Like I think I refused to pay tax on it too. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm only giving you two dollars on principle. <laughs> yeah, like but you're not getting this fourteen cents out of me for for the case. America, you're, you're getting you're getting the two dollars for the case, <laughs> right? But you know, I I can still enjoy it as a fun movie. Yeah, as a popcorn movie. As a popcorn movie, yeah. Yeah, as much as you would enjoy, you know, Halloween four. Yeah, right, exactly. You know? It's uh, it's it's about that enjoyable, that level of co- filmmaking. Yeah, but yeah, that is the only uh, Alan Moore adaptation that has his name on it, uh, which is kind of funny because it's 
arguably the worst it one. It is the worst one. I mean, yeah. From Hell's not that far up there. From, from Hell's bad. I mean, the only, there's only two that are... Well, how many are there? There's Watchmen, From Hell, League, V... Uh, I think that's it. One just... one just. Well, I think... You want to count the one that just happened? Which one? Killing Joke. Uh, uh, well, no, yeah, that counts. Yeah, that Killing count. Joke counts. Well, the Killing Joke part was more or less was, was more or less accurate. The yeah. Killing Joke part. Yeah, like I said, just take away those first twenty. Like, and I feel like the ending wasn't nearly as wasn't ambiguous in the in yeah. the movie, which was dumb. But you know, when I do watch, rewatch the Killing Joke, I just skip over those first well, twenty obviously. minutes, and then I'm fine with it. With Paris Franz. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I God, what a I train wreck that, that movie was. I, I bought that movie. I haven't watched it. Since. No, like I, I said, it's the first. It's that first twenty minutes. You skip over all of that stuff. It is actually not that bad. Yeah, no, the Killing right. Joke Park's fun. Yeah. I was yeah, just it's so weird when I went to the theater. <laughs> Screw you, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, right. God. And and Azarello. Yeah. Brian Azarello. I thought you liked Azarello. I do like Azarello, but this was this is this, this was is this them. was this was their baby. This was their mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to me. I'm sorry, Kevin Conroy. You can think your Batman doesn't kill at all, but your Batman. Doesn't did. kill it at the box office. <laughs> no, not only no. Actually, it did kill at the box office, but it it sleeps with its sidekicks. So, wow. which is a lot worse than killing people. There you go. Wow. Um. So, I don't know, man. The thing about this novel, uh, V for Vendetta, it is in like the you know fiftieth million printing. It's like Watchmen. You know, it's yeah. all. It's gonna. It's never going out of print. And not at all. Um. And it's one of the book and mask sets that sells. Better than because everyone wants to. I want to be an anarchist, yeah. right? Right, and which is hilarious. Like, <laughs> it's you're buying. Okay, you're buying a corporately produced. Okay, fine. It's like it's like shopping at Hot Topic to be alternative. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I want to look different like everybody else. Um, uh, but I'm sorry, I shopped at Freestyles. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> what is Freestyles? <laughs> Freestyles did not last very long. I'm guessing. Um, but essentially, it was. Hot topic without being hot topic. Where, where was this in the like some? Was it was in the West Oaks. No, it was in Memorial City. Memorial right City. Across, the West Oaks. It was right across from Hot Topic, but it was I always know. empty. And they had they had almost the exact same thing, except it was more like you could get your. I don't remember. I never went to Memorial City, so I'm you not, could get your Def Leppard shirt there. <laughs> so it was the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Except it was brighter. Did they have pops? They did not have pops. <laughs> they they did not they did not last to the pop era. Pump, yeah, pops were around. They then. had Beanie Babies though. Hot Topic didn't used to have that crap, right? No, they used to recall. They, had, they always had jeans records. and bullet belts. They always had records. Yeah, yeah. yeah had and records, CDs. Yeah. Well, CDs. Not, they don't always have records. Records are trendy now. Uh, they had. They had a. I feel like. They yeah, had a I few. wish they would have good records though. But from time, I like I've got Led Zeppelin four there once. Like occasionally they'll get like something good. Yeah, but yeah. But most of the time it's just like, oh cool, fifty eight copies of the Black Parade. Oh, here's. Blink one eighty two. Yeah. Why do you need that on vinyl? Like I don't know. You, you're missing out on the on the uh, the nuances of Tom DeLonge's guitar. Is that what you're missing out on? Speaking of Tom DeLonge, real quick, and it's completely unrelated. He has a book that just came out, the guitar player for Blink one eighty two. No, I got you. Who is an alien uh, conspiracy theorist? He has a book about how uh, is it him uh, being abducted it was by him, aliens. Him being oh abducted, right, yeah. you told me about this the other day. I yeah. need to get that book because it you, sounds though? insane. Did uh, you, yes. Did you finish Jerusalem yet? I haven't started Jerusalem. Well, yet. then you can't get that book. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm saving Jerusalem for a rainy day, a rainy, a rainy, a rainy, a rainy year, a rainy five years, a, a rainy, rainy decade. 
plane trip. <laughs> yeah, once this global warming thing takes off and the, it starts to rain every day, then that's when I'll start to do it. I thought everything freezes first. Oh, let it, it freeze. Goes, it goes both. Oh, let it freeze. Oh, it'd That'd be, be good. That'd be so good. Still wear the shorts every day. Jesse, oh, would, Jesse yeah. would never leave the house. Yeah, I know. It'd be yeah, terrible. That's, that's, yeah. But anyway, um, what are your... Um, give me your closing thoughts, Ron, on uh, on Viva Vendetta, on on the movie. Like when you when you saw it, what are your opinions of it? Like, what do you think when when someone when when you're talking about V, what are, what are you thinking about? Anarchism, obviously. Yeah. But I, I thought it was a very good movie. I, that's why I want to read the book to see the differences, the major differences. Yeah, it is. It it is a major difference. Some people will tell you that it's not, but those people haven't read the book in a long time. For sure. I think the, sure, the, sure. the farther distance you are from the book, the more they probably seem similar because seem similar. you just, just forget total, about yeah, you, you forget, forget about certain things forget a lot because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of minute things throughout the book that they so, didn't in, incorporate in the movie and I think that's where some of the ambiance is lost on to yeah, the, and the like the philosophy but speaking that. of the book too I mean it's one of those books you don't really have to sell in the store like no the, the people know the people just buy it it's like, like Watchmen oh yeah I, have, I, you, I watched you, the movie let me buy a book you never have to recommend those three Alan Moore books you know like it's just you you assume someone has read it. No, but right. it, it it is a chore to try to sell League or From Hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Although that new that new From Hell edition looks really that, nice. It does the look hardcover super, looks super really nice. pretty. I, th- I think we sold like four or five copies. Yeah, of yeah. We had, yeah. Well, the cover sells it. I mean, like it's really good. It, if it I didn't already, really nice. if I didn't I was like buy it, twenty bucks. <laughs> if I didn't already, twenty twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't already own it, I'd buy it. But I ha- I already have the paperback. There's no need for me to get to double dip on the the hardcover. But um, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe I'll buy it. It's not like Alan Moore gets your money anyways. Yeah, it's true. No, he uh, he gets money from From Hell. He gets money from that. Uh, yeah, he sure does. So <laughs> buy From Hell. Buy From Hell in Jerusalem. We have both in the store. I think we, we have do. one copy of Jerusalem. Left. We have one, one copy left. But th- that did better than I thought. Because we yeah, actually... We had no, it's three or we had, four? No, we had two. And it's because someone was down for it. Oh, were they? And then David ordered one for you. So we ended up getting. He ordered, three. He ordered one for me. No, okay. we ordered. We ended up getting two. Okay. We ordered one from the box holder, and then he was like, "Oh, Michael's gonna want this." Oh, right, 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 right. That's what. It was. Oh, David, come on! You know I pre-ordered that months ago on Amazon. <laughs> but we do have one copy here at the store if you want to come pick it up and read it before me and tell me if it's any good or not. You mean like lug it out in a red wagon? <laughs> yeah, you you need bring a pickup truck, bring a friend, <laughs> help you take it home. All thousand twelve hundred pages of it, whatever. Anyway, um. Thank you all for downloading us. We really appreciate all your feedback. We we want to hear what you think about V. Tell tell us what you thought was better. Was the movie better? Was the book better? Um, and if you say the movie better, you're you're wrong. <laughs> That's really the <laughs> long and short of it. But coming in trying to convince me otherwise. Uh, but I, I I'd like to hear the argument. You know. Um, and don't forget, coming up on. Very per- very pertinent to this episode. <laughs> remember remember the fifth of November. The Terry Murder Girl number one comes out. <laughs> well, not on the 5th of November, but the Terry Moore signing is on that day, which because it's a Saturday. Well, can you make that whole thing wrong again? Do it again and try to make okay, it wrong. Okay, okay. Um, oh, boy. Here we go. Here, I'll do a beat for you, too. No, no, <laughs> no, no beats. Hide. <laughs> remember, remember, the 5th of November, Terry Moore's coming, remember. <laughs> <laughs> is that good? Is it, is it good if you, remi- if you rhyme remember with remember? Sure thing, that's, Kanye. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's huh? Lil Wayne. They all do I mean, shit. Young Money does that all the time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we have the the Terry Moore event. We still have a few tickets left. It's um, actually, I think we just opened it up. We have a, a little bit more than a few. We were almost out, and then we opened it up for a little bit more. Um, right. So you do still have an opportunity to get in on this. Uh, it is uh, uh, October. No, <laughs> I literally just said it. It's November the fifth. 
Uh, it is an evening with Terry Moore, and you get a signed print. I'm sorry, a signed Moto Girl number one. You get an exclusive print that you can only get with us. Uh, and you get uh, dinner and wine with a Terry Moore. And there's going to be live music. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Terry's going to be there's here. Gonna be gorilla, apparently, there's, there right might, there might, might be a gorilla. Might be a gorilla. Mike be a gorilla? Is that a hint that you're going to be the gorilla? <laughs> no, no, that's Mike Steenbergen. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's going to be the gorilla, it would be Mike. Yeah. Bones? Never, <laughs> never going to happen. Never. He'll just wear a gorilla t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Gorillas the band. Yeah. He's going to wear a Gorillas band shirt holding the banana. Comics out for Harambe t-shirt. Yeah, that's right. Well, we have that on the wall, so. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. so $25, you get in, you get in the door, you get to talk to Terry, you get to ask him your questions, you get to sign Motor Girl number one. Exclusive print. The other thing you can ask him about is he's actually, for those of you that haven't read it yet, he's also bringing back Strangers in Paradise. Get out of here. Yeah, really? that's he's cool. He's bringing back, yeah, that was Good announced. Terry. Um, so you can ask him questions about what he's going to be doing with that. Cool. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I need to, I've, I've only read volume one of, of Sip. I, I like, I like Sip. Uh, I like Rachel Rising better, but I like, I like Again, Sip I've only too. read volume one of Rachel too. I need, I need to, I need to get on that because. It's done uh, now. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I know. I got, so now I got all the time in the world. I like to support Terry. Terry's a good guy. He is a um, really nice guy. But yeah, so so come on down, uh, talk to us about about that. Make sure you um, pick up your ticket for Terry Moore, uh, Terry Moore event, um, and talk to Ron about why he should read V for Vendetta. Tell Ron why he needs yeah, to t- read it. Tell me why. Do you hear the people <laughs> sing, singing the song of angry men? That doesn't happen in the book. Is that the wrong thing? That's close enough. <laughs> 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 I think that's only in the movie. I don't remember. I did just read it yesterday, and I don't remember. But I don't th- anyway, <laughs> thank you all for downloading us so much. We really appreciate your support. Um, and, w- oh, yeah, next week we will see you with the Doctor Strange oh. review. Real quick, before we go, 20 seconds, pre-opinion, Ron, go. 9-8. It's going to be great. 9-8. You're I'm, worse than Hyde with Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving, <Ten-o. laughs> giving it an eight five. Eight five. I'm I'm gonna say seven five. Well, no. my my only fear is that it's gonna be the villain that's gonna kill it for me it, again. It's o- my my Same. score will only go down to a nine two. So whatever. <laughs> Even if it is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life. Nine two. <laughs> nine two. Yas. Okay. Well, we'll hold him to that. So we got nine eight. We got nine eight eight five, and I'm saying seven five. Uh, po- with the possibility of an eight five, but I'm expecting a seven five. Um, well then, I'm expecting to like it, but it's I'm expecting yeah. it to be the exact same as Iron Man one. Highest rated Marvel movie it apparently is. right now. It is. Well, it's not even out yet. It it's got 99 on Rotten Tomato. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't count until the movie's out for two weeks. You know, it's just like, huh? It, <laughs> do you want? Dude, we're not getting into that. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. Can we bring it back to- Rotten Tomatoes only counts really once the movie's been out and they've been a bunch of reviews. Fair enough, fair it's enough. like IMDb. Like I, pff, IMDb movies are rated. I think. I think for me, it's always going to be the Metacritic score. Right. Just same thing. It's all all that aggregate stuff. Yeah. It has to be out for a little bit for it to like really actually matter. actually give you a legitimate idea of how good something is. But anyway, yeah. Come in and talk to us about Doctor Strange because we are all super hyped for super it. Super excited. I think if you couldn't all, tell by our voices. We're all <laughs> seeing it Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing it earlier than you guys. Yeah, we're right. seeing it at 10. We're already yeah. seeing it at 10. So, what time are you seeing it? I'm seeing it at 7. And Text Ron the minute you get out that you hated it. Why? You, why? I, I probably will. I, yeah. 
I don't I don't get high text messages. No, yeah, he's, no, got, he, he's got him on block. Yeah, so apparently every time I try to text him, hey, I need this thing at work. What? I didn't get it. Three days later, what? He just, he just responds, "What?" Like he's hearing you. What? Like what? You're, you're going through a tunnel. I can't hear you. <laughs> anyway, guys. Later, guys. This is Ron, and this is Hyde, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.